0: Welcome to the Seattle Coffee Gear Podcast. I'm your host Pat, and joining me this episode is Jake. How's it going, Jake? Hey, it's good, Pat. How are you? I'm pretty good. I feel like we haven't done one of these together for a little bit. Yeah, it's, so. it's been a little while. It's been a little while. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. We had um, the last episode. We had uh, Travis from Counterculture on, which was super exciting, and uh, did that in the studio. And then we're doing this one kind of remotely. But hopefully we'll be back to more studio stuff soon. Uh, So hopefully we'll have you on like an actual recorded video one before too long. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about uh alternative milk steaming, which is not something that I'm the biggest expert in the world on, but I know that's a subject that is really near and dear to a lot of people. So, I wanted to do an episode about it and we could kind of talk talk through some of the basic information about, you know, the differences in alternative milks and then when it comes to like some more expert level stuff, maybe with some recipe suggestions, you know, can mm-hmm. get Ariel or somebody on to talk about it, but I figured it would be good to kind of start by... We haven't really talked a ton about milk steaming on the show, and milk steaming, alternative milks, is something that I know a lot of people really really want to know about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, is there anything that you have been uh, getting into with coffee that you are excited about recently?
1: Well, um, I've been drinking some more alternative processed coffee recently. Um, mm-hmm. Just some more experimental coffees. Like Brandywine has their red honey. There's some uh, juice processed coffees that I've been trying with uh, with Jason here, yeah. and it's been it's been really interesting because it's 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 nice to see the kind of chemistry in action when it comes to how you ferment your coffee and the juice specifically. Like the we had a mango juice fermented coffee, which is basically. You let it sit in mango juice in a, like a oxygen-free environment for a couple of days, and it gets yeah, and it's funky and it's great and uh, it's really interesting. And I think it's uh, more producers are kind of going that way.
0: Yeah, totally. I've I, I was surprised to learn. Um, he and I were talking about it, and I was surprised to learn that there is like a, that the processing stations actually have a lot of these like kind of unique yeah. facilities for doing that kind of weird processing, um, which is really cool. I, I mm-hmm. had never really even considered a lot of these techniques, um, you know, that that are coming around. And it's an interesting way to both bring something a little different for processing stations to kind of differentiate themselves a little bit more. And then also um, the, the it, it's a way to take coffee that I'm not going to say is like lower quality but maybe doesn't have as desirable a tasting set of tasting notes as as you might want and then you can process it in these ways to impart more unique and kind of interesting flavors that complement what's already there and really make it a more fully flavored coffee so it's really cool
1: yeah yeah it's been it's been super
0: interesting for sure well i have uh the i finally people might be tired of hearing Somebody talked about this at the start of the show, but I feel like we haven't done a more in-depth kind of like this is what I've been using. I finally took the UKEG nitrogen cold brewer home, the Growler Works Mm UKEG, and uh, made a batch of cold brew with that and then did the nitrogen infusion. I think it's very cool. It's a little – at first, it's a little confusing to like get it – I mean, if you carefully read the instructions, then (laughs) – you 'll be fine but I of course was like oh I know how this works oh wait no I don't know how this works so I took a couple of tries to get everything kind of um working the way that it was supposed to but um I uh, I it's really cool and I really like the the cold brew that comes out of it it's you know gives you that super creamy flavor um I used the tony's crew brew for it which I was kind of like 50 50 on how it would turn out as cold brew but you it's good. actually really good. It's kind of light, so but um, it tastes great. And uh, the I also like the Ukeg. So you, when you use it, it comes with like little filter bags that you put the coffee in. And then you put those in the keg. And if you haven't seen it, it's shaped like you would kind of expect. It's like a sort of like a mm-hmm. jug with um, a, a, a narrower mouth at the top that just kind of barely fits the bags in. And then you're gonna pour. You pour water in, and there's a fill line inside for where you pour for brewing. And then what's one of the cool things is when you finish the brewing, you it has another fill line that you fill to for the diluting. So oh. it tells you exactly how much you should use, and you can then tweak it from there. If you like a stronger coffee, you could use a little more water during the brewing process and less water during the dilution process, or just don't dilute it if you don't want to. Um, but it's nice that it has those things. The like the only complaint that I have. About it, really, is the fill lines are on the inside and the top is kind of narrow, so you kind of have to like rotate it around to see where it's at. <laughs> um, but it's not too bad and it's very cool. And the nitro infusion is really neat, and uh, once you get the hang of how that works, you can, you could, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and and also, you know, you shouldn't, you should not listen to me and not do this because. You should only use it for coffee because that's what it says on the tin. But <laughs> one of our product guys was was talking about making uh, ni- nitrogen infused uh, like old fashions in it, so I'm gonna totally try that next weekend. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah I didn't even realize
1: it had like fill lines and everything for yeah brewing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and and honestly, like I'm when I say I, that the, you should only use it for coffee, I mean that because it is what it's designed for. And like with any of these products, like if you try to like, they have products that work for other kinds of drinks. Like they have ones that are designed to help keep beer carbonated and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. If you use the coffee one for stuff other than coffee and you somehow break it, I can't imagine how you would, but it's very simple. But if you somehow break it from trying to do something else you know, like for example, if you if you did make old fashions in it and you used too much simple syrup and you got you gummed up the you know the tap, then nah, it's maybe something that they would kind of be like, eh, this is not really what it was intended to be used for. I don't know if we're mm-hmm. gonna cover this, so that's why I say it is. I don't want you to do anything to it that'll <laughs> jeopardize your your customer service experience should it come down to it, but. Um, but otherwise, like it should be it's very simple to use, so it should be fine with that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm interested to try it because I've never really done nitrogen infused cocktails before. so, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a good plan. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool little thing. I definitely recommend it if you're someone who the ultimately for me, one of the reasons that it is really great is I really like cold brew, but I find that I never make it at home because I can never. Like all of the vessels for cold brew are kind of unwieldy, like not all of them, but it's, they either don't make enough or there's stuff like the toddy that has like the top part and the bottom part. And you have to Mm -hmm. kind of put the whole assembly either on the counter and brew at room temperature or in the refrigerator. And it's not that this thing is particularly small, it's not gonna fit in the fridge any easier necessarily than say a toddy, like a smaller the the home toddy, but it's all one piece and there's nothing that can like fall apart or get tipped over. It's like one heavy metal keg. So you set it up to brew and then it goes in the refrigerator. It takes up as much room as a as like my water pitcher, but mm-hmm. It's a nice way like it doesn't it doesn't have this thing there that then is like top heavy and like weighted weird that's going to fall over. And I haven't found good solutions that make enough cold brew for like three to five days that also don't have that problem of like being unwieldy to to put in the refrigerator. And this one kind of does that like it's it's just easy to use all around. So um, the nitro infusion is a nice bonus, but it's also just kind of a good cold brewer, in my opinion, which, you know, you could you could do any you could do what they're you could buy the filters for this and put it in any jug of water and get a similar mm-hmm. effect but it's kind of nice that it's all one thing uh that 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 is that also gives you the nitro infusion
1: yeah yeah agreed and i i've I've contemplated making cold brew in a
0: water pitcher before, so yeah that you, size, you can that
1: size is perfect, yeah that yeah. size is is absolutely perfect for the fridge for kind of that week long
0: yeah um and this one because it's a tap and you're not pouring, you're just not getting any kind of any of the well, and for one, the filter bags are they wouldn't let coffee out anyway, but you're not gonna getting the um any sludge or anything that you might get normally from just brewing it in a container so mm-hmm. um. And the filter bags are designed to be just long enough that they kind of sit – the top of them sits right above the water line once you fill it to the the line. So it kind of helps keep it from sagging and falling in and then having the, the the ties get loose and releasing grounds into it. So, yeah, all around, it's a, it's a cool thing. Recommend it. Awesome. I also think that the nitro cold brew that it produces would be pretty tasty with some, like, almond milk cold foam or something – which mm. is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about cold foam, <laughs> but I do want to transition to chat a little bit about our um, uh, alternative milk steaming subject. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: perfect. So
1: uh, alternative milks, what are they? Why do we use them? Things like that. I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> there's there's all sorts of milks now that are kind of on the market um, that I've seen, you know, both, barista style which is where they have like stabilizer and stuff but Mm -hmm. I think today we're probably just going to be talking about you know run of the mill out of
0: the carton standard milks. So if you can if you can get barista um, stabilized alternative milks I absolutely recommend it. They're not mm-hmm. going to have like weird chemicals in them necessarily. They're things like um, fats like, and stuff like that that's yeah, added.
1: Yeah, like carrageenan, stabilizer.
0: Yeah, it's it's not it's like not that. something gross or weird. Um I would say that if you get The alternative milks with the stabilizers, they're going to steam a lot better. So, definitely Mm -hmm. try when you go to cafes. That's what they're using for their alternative milk. So, Mm -hmm. if you that's a big thing, if you go to like Starbucks or something and you get a soy latte and then you're like, oh, I really like this, and you go home and you know they put the soy latte up to the automatic frother and it's awesome. And then you try to do it at home and it's not, it's watery (laughs) or whatever. Um, that's in part because of those stabilizers. Uh, so definitely if you can do that, but, um, but yeah, I mean like not everybody has access to those, not every grocery store stocks, that sort of thing. So, um, so definitely you can still heat up and froth non barista style alternative milks. And I think the, the ones that I kind of know the most about, uh, are the, are soy milk, almond milk, coconut milk, and oat milk. Mm -hmm. Um, I have heard of rice milk is kind of out now. That used to be sort of a thing, but yeah, you don't really milk see is that tough. much. Yeah, and yeah. rice yeah. milk is so watery that it's hard to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's like um, rice milk is is super tough to make any foam. I've tried it. Um, you know, you're welcome to if you if you're a diehard fan of rice milk, if you have if you want warm rice milk in your latte, perfect. But it's just not <laughs> going to produce a lot of foam. Same with hemp milk. Yeah, it does pretty well. Um, but it's also a strong flavor that kind of competes with the coffee a lot. So, um, not a lot of folks use it for, for coffee, but if, again, if you do and you enjoy it, keep doing you.
0: Yeah. So the biggest thing that is going to help generate microfoam when you're steaming and from a technique perspective, you're doing generally the same thing, Uh um, There's a little bit of difference for the different kinds of milks. Soy milk, for example, soy milk really is kind of the best one if you want microfoam for like latte art or for um, just that sort of thicker latte flavor. And you don't just want the kind of heated milk thing going on because Mm -hmm. soy milk is the highest in protein of the ones that we're going to be talking about. So that means that it is going to generate the the thickest multi milk. Thickest micro foam <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, the protein, um, surrounds the bubbles, the little, the micro bubbles that you get and it makes it, gives it that thicker texture. Um, but it also steams fast. So for it, you're going to kind of want to, um, try not to incorporate too much air. Uh, but it does have relatively high temperature stability. It goes up to like around 149 degrees Fahrenheit, um, that's that That it before it starts to break up. So you're going to be using a little less air with soy milk and it's going to be a little not quite as, as as hot as dairy milk. But it's mm-hmm. going to be the one that performs the closest to what you're used to if you've if you've steamed um, dairy milk before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy soy milk in a, in a latte, especially because it does. It's 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 really stable um, as long as you don't burn it. Yep. Um, and, I, and I found that, you know, it works. It works great for even for pouring, you know, or attempting to pour. My attempts to pour latte art it does, <laughs> it does quite well in terms of, you know, staying on top of the latte and and performing a lot. Like um, it almost, it's almost like two percent, not whole milk, but it's almost like yeah. exactly like two percent.
0: Yeah, that's a good comparison, and um, I think that it's uh, it's probably the easiest one if you're if you're just trying to find some way to make something non dairy. I know that a lot of people are don't like soy for a variety of reasons Um, and and there's you know it can be an allergen for some people rarely Mm -hmm. but it happens so um, there are other ones that you can use but uh, but soy milk is definitely probably going to provide the best results for you in terms if you're jumping from steaming dairy milk and looking for something that's going to be the most similar the other thing we've got here almond coconut oat milk uh, are also the other thing about soy milk is that all of these alternative milks are going to impart more flavor than what you get from dairy milk mm-hmm. it, they're just less neutral so if you don't like the flavor of soy milk you might like one of these other milks and you can do you can use these other milks for for steaming um, like almond milk for example lower in protein not going to create the same amount of multi micro uh, microfoam. I keep wanting to say multi foam um, <laughs> microfoam. foam uh, lower temperature uh, burn point um, but you know it's still you, you can still get a latte out of it, you're not going to maybe have as easy a time pouring art, but
1: yeah. Yeah. And I like almond milk, especially cause it is pretty, it's relatively neutral, especially compared to the next couple of mm-hmm. milks that we'll talk about, you know, compared to coconut and oat, it, it barely tastes like anything for sure. So if you're not, you know, if you're pouring latte art, but you know, you're not selling it to a customer, it works. It works excellently for, especially for home use, just like, you know, front-of-the-mill unsweetened almond milk works works pretty well.
0: Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately with all of these at varying times, there's going to be different degrees of um, of environmental impact that they have. So, like almonds, almond farming can Mm be not the best. And almond milk can also be the most expensive of these, too, depending on um, when you're buying and and what the market's like. But I'll say I I use almond milk, uh, almond cream in my – uh in my coffee pretty much every day. I don't steam it, but um it's 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 the flavor that I like the most to go into coffee. So, yeah. Um it is and and you know, it's it's not terribly hard to work with, but it is the one that's of the ones we're talking about that has the lowest burn point. So, I think with any of these if you don't have the technique developed already and you're starting out with steaming alternative milks, I mean at that point I guess get a thermometer anyway because it's easy to learn to steam with the thermometer it's, but if you're moving from dairy milk and you're used to like i have a very i don't use a the thermometer when i steam dairy milk because i do it enough that i have i know you know for me it is and my <laughs> heat tolerance i know that it's hot enough when i can kind of no longer touch the when i start to feel like i'm gonna burn if i keep my hand on the the pitcher i take okay. my hand off and then i let it go for another like five seconds or so a little bit less depending on the the less if it's a commercial steamer and and um about three three to five seconds if it's like a a bambino or a a profeta or something and then i know that it's going to be at the temperature that i like um but that would temperature will be too high for some of these milks so it's good to have a thermometer if uh, as you work with them
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and then um my my second favorite milk that I use at home as well. So I have almond milk in the fridge. Uh, I generally use it like like a creamer, mm-hmm. um, like you were mentioning, cold and, a, and kind of like a drip brew. But if I am steaming milk, I do I do really like oat milk. Um, yeah. It seems to be fairly stable when I'm foaming. Um, it doesn't really burn like how almond milk tends to just like dissipate after it gets a little too hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it seems to be more stable. Um, and the taste... There is significant taste to oat milk, but it's almost complementary to the coffee totally. rather yeah. than detracting. Um, like especially if I have uh, like something on the lighter side, it's almost like those two things add together to make just this really nice combo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it from a steaming perspective, it's got very similar performance to... Soy milk, It's just got a little lower protein content. So it's not going to – it's going to take a little bit longer to generate that microfoam. It's not going to be quite as um, latte-art ready as uh, – especially a soy milk with some stabilizers in it. But um, the flavor is really good on oat milk. I tend to like – I mean I like all of them. But I like oat milk I think in coffee flavor-wise a little more than soy milk myself <laughs> and um, – you know, you just it's it's it, it it's got the same kind of heat tolerance that soy milk has. So you can steam it up to, you know, 150 degrees Fahrenheit and it'll it'll be fine. It shouldn't break up. Um, and uh you just want to spend a little bit more time in the air incorporation step with it and and um, less time with it plunged. And then you should be able to get good enough microphone for at least the flavor and texture of your latte, even if you can't quite get good latte art pours with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's always coconut milk, which I, I really like coconut milk in my, in my personal life, like not outside of coffee, Yeah. but in coffee, uh, you're going to have coconut flavored coffee. And that's just one of <laughs> yeah. the, and that's just one of the things that happens with it. If it's something that you like, you know, Awesome, because coconut milk, especially in a lot of areas globally or, you know, depending on where you are, is super available. More super well even available. than dairy milk in, in a lot of cases. Exactly, exactly. And you can steam it for milk uh, for, for a latte, but it does naturally just have a little more sugar. So you got to be careful about yeah. Um you know texture making sure that it's not burning it, it's pretty heat stable but you want to make sure that you're not burning it um and you want to make sure that you're not steaming it incorporating too much air because it can get thick
0: like super yes thick. yeah it can get like uh, gooey is probably the wrong word but it can definitely get viscous in a way that you don't really mm-hmm. want for you probably won't want to put it in your coffee and um I think a pro to the coconut flavor is it's not really a flavor that you get from coffee reg- mm-hmm. ever, really. Like in some – not that you get – well, that's not true. You do get uh, nutty flavors in coffee. So like you're saying with oat and almond and even soy milk has kind of has, – has enough of a nutty flavor even though it's not nuts um, that it – uh, you, 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 you. It's it is tends to be very complimentary. Whereas coconut milk is almost more like adding some kind of flavoring to the coffee. And even in that realm, so often the syrups and stuff that we use are going to be like things, still flavors that are present in coffee. So you're maybe bringing out raspberry or something more. But but coconut is a unique thing that I can see some people really really liking that in their coffee. The thing that I've struggled with. I've never tried steaming coconut, but mm-hmm. depe- depending on how you get it, it's just it can just be weird to work with. Like a lot of yeah. the coconut milk that I get um that gets we get sent we do like meal kits and they send coconut milk with it sometimes and it's usually completely separated in the can and you yeah. have to like squeeze it out and it's fine for cooking cuz then you just kind of stir it back up together and, and and reincorporate all the moisture and it's fine um, but I don't know if I would be super excited to steam it after I've <laughs> stirred it back up so uh, delivery yeah, method think, is important
1: yeah I think the, the pasteurized coconut milk in like the containers like yeah. how almond and soy milk come is way better because I've had coconut milk from the from like a can before which is similar where it separates and Yeah, exactly. like that. Just make sure you're getting something that's a little more filtered, if you can. You know, yeah. if it's available in your area, and don't be like me because one time I steamed cream of coconut, oh, which is not coconut, <laughs> milk. not the
0: same thing, no.
1: And uh, it's for it's <laughs> like for you know, pina coladas and mixed drinks. Yeah, And it's basically sugar and coconut flavor. I yeah. think, Yeah. Uh, something like did that. Not well. yeah. Did not go well. Yeah. Not go well. But if you're, if you, if you really like coconut milk and you have it available in your area, I do know that uh, Califia has some barista style coconut milks, which are super filtered. So they cool. avoid the, the thickness issue. Um, you know, if, it, if it's something you really like, it avoids thickness issue. It lightens up the flavor a little bit. Um,
0: and it works really well. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The, the other thing we should mention with these is Steaming them in super auto siphon systems—all of this stuff is going to be fine to steam in a, you know, steam assembly where you're taking the steam. We can take the steam wand apart and clean it, um, mm-hmm. because as long as you purge properly and nothing's getting sucked up into the steam wand after the fact, um, you know, you, you 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 can. There's all kind. I'm not going to get into it. There's all kinds of stuff you can heat up with <laughs> steam wands if you really want to. Um, uh, <laughs> To Try working it in a...
1: Including your own coffee.
0: Yeah, sure. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's where you should stop is with your own coffee. Definitely not with like eggs, Um, (laughs) which I've seen (laughs) done. (laughs) Um, But now for siphon super auto systems, you have to be careful about the sugar content of anything that you're putting through. Um, And I don't want to say with a blanket, you know don't ever use alternative milks in a super auto because sometimes it's fine. Like Mm -hmm. you can put soy milk in most super automatic systems and it's fine, but don't take that as me giving you (laughs) like permission to do it. Make sure you check your manual. Basically just follow the, the, the manufacturer guidelines or if you try it, be ready for if it goes wrong for your manufacturer to tell you there's like sugar particles in the steam assembly that means that you put something that you weren't supposed to through here
1: yeah absolutely and if in doubt you know if you see the unsweetened most most alternative milks come in like a sweet and unsweet form Mm -hmm. Um, i always buy unsweet because it's just you can use it in more things i don't yeah um i don't i don't drink any dairy at home so when i do use like alternative milk in in cooking the sweetened can kind of throw things off so i already buy unsweetened it works it does work better in siphon systems than uh sweetened milks which can have you know five six seven grams of sugar yeah. in a quarter cup which doesn't sound like a lot but when when it comes to heating it up to 160 degrees it can be and like
0: look i have tried there have been times when i've been like i'm gonna try making a latte out of this flavored creamer and mm-hmm. i've done it and it worked it's fine. It didn't break the system. But then like four days later when I looked at the steam wand and it was – it had like little crystal – like little like crystallizing stuff forming <laughs> mm-hmm. inside. I was like, oh, I shouldn't do that again. Uh, and I should soak this stuff and make sure I clean it really good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because yeah. that we're not, stuff – We're
1: not growing crystals.
0: Yeah. No. Left, to, left to sit, it's not necessarily that it's going to get gross. It's just going to get – it's it's, you, it's gonna you, your system is gonna clog with with that stuff and it's not mm-hmm. the same kind of nastiness that you get from dairy milk where it's also spoiling and getting disgusting in the same way but yeah it's, it's just, just not gonna
1: work yeah or
0: it'll work after you take the whole thing apart and clean it really thoroughly which is not really worth it for you're not gonna want to do that every day so um th- this is that's more of like. Purchasing advice, I think, for machines. If you're someone who really likes soy lattes, you'd probably be fine with most siphon systems. But if you're somebody who really likes, you know, coconut milk lattes, that might the fats in there and the thickness of it. Yeah, it, it yeah, might be and, and it you, might not be as good. Using something with
1: like an external steamer can also be better. Uh, this is a shameless plug, but like I just did the a video on like the Latte Go with alternative milk. Yeah. And something like that, where the steam is only entering the, totally. like, a, like a carafe, yep. makes it a lot easier to clean than, um, this, is, this is just a random example, like a Miele siphon, totally. where it's bringing it in. And um,
0: also with those, if it gets clogged up and it gets to the point where, like, it's just not working anymore, you can replace mm-hmm. the carafe. And it's not fun. Those things are not, like, cheap. I think they're, like, $60 mm-hmm. or something like that. But... It's better than <laughs> having to pay to fix the like pay that. hundreds of dollars to fix the tubing on your meal. Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, and it's probably something we should cover either in a video or something at some point as to like what super automatics are best for alternative milks. Um, mm-hmm. I think the answer is probably the latte go, but um the but but yeah it's it's just make sure that you're as always look at your manual, make sure you're doing what it says there or. If you're gonna not do what it says there, understand that you're probably not gonna get a lot of support from anyone if you if you do it. Yeah. Just keep it anyway. clean.
1: Keep your machines clean yeah. in every way. And it's it's gonna be better for you at the end of the day. Definitely. Well, do you have any other alternative milk thoughts? Um not really. You know, I I think you know, if you if you practice, practice makes perfect with a lot of these things. Yep. You know, don't expect uh, if you're if you're used to drinking you know, whole fat dairy lattes. Don't expect that right off the bat. But um, as long as your drink tastes good and you think it looks good, that's that's kind of what matters at the end of the day. Totally. And, you know, if you're not pouring huge rosettas, well, just know, you know, I can't do that either. Even I can't do that milk. with dairy milk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so as long as it tastes good and it's warm and you enjoy it, I think that's the most important part with alternative milks.
0: Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh... The 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 other the only other thing that I have is um, if you oh if you do if you notice when you pour like let's say you steam it up it looks great and then you pour it in the milk and it starts to curdle or break up it's usually Mm -hmm. because of the acid in the coffee so that just is telling you that that coffee has an acid content that isn't compatible with that kind of milk. So that's yeah. that's the biggest part where the barista milks can come into play is the the stabilizers help deal with that too. So Yeah, um, absolutely. And that
1: can even happen I've had that happen with dairy milk too. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. it's uh especially on the on like super light roasts or uh Nordic roasts, if you're if you're into that type of thing. Yeah. That can happen quite often.
0: Yeah. I used to um I've had it happen a couple of times with almond milk and I thought it was the heat of the coffee, but it's It's actually the acid content. So don't panic if you see that. Just know that, you know, you can still practice steaming with it, but um, it's not going to work well with that particular coffee. So you'll want the barista version. And if it does curdle, still drinkable, just not pretty. Especially with alternative milks. They don't have the same degree of uh, some of the nastiness that comes with (laughs) curdled dairy milk. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it just looks bad. It doesn't have
1: uh, actual material. Yeah, chunks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Seattle Coffee Gear podcast, Jake. And thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to hear right on the podcast, please drop us a line to questions at SeattleCoffeeGear.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know in a review on your podcast platform of choice and tell a friend about the show. Those reviews help us get into better search results and then people see the podcast and then they listen to it. And then we get support to do a lot more podcasts and do more, more cool stuff like have Traps in the studio and all that stuff. So please do tell a friend. And for all of your coffee needs, be sure to check out SeattleCoffeeGear.com and head over to our blog and YouTube for more educational and informative content about all things coffee. We will see you next episode.